welcome, 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 podcast listeners and viewers for a second time tonight. Uh, this is episode number 94, episode 7 of the live casts. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, that is me. You are also here with the one who's not me, that is Lee. Say hi, Lee. Hi, Lee. <laughs> it doesn't quite have the, the ring of... Hi, Matt. Um, who is not hi, here. Lee. Yes. Hi, Lee. Hi, Lee. Course. Um, so yeah, as as we mentioned about five minutes ago, Matt is not here. He's watching Avengers Endgame. Um, good on the man. Because spoilers, 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 spoilers. Oh, give spoilers away, man. I'm not giving spoilers away. I'm just saying that spoilers happen. There are people out you there. You saw it, right? Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Did you cry? No, Honestly. not at all. Not at all. I fucking did. Um, Honestly, man, <laughs> like a little girl. <laughs> That's very misogynistic, isn't it? I shouldn't it say is. that. But uh, yeah, I'm going to call like, you a giant yeah. pansy because I, I believe that we're we're allowed still to refer to people as flowers. Um, Do you know what else gave, brought a tear to my eye? What's that? Grand tour. I've uh, I've not seen any of the grand tour, so you not? No. Very very good. Okay. I'm sure um, you're allowed yeah. to spoil that one, aren't you? Go on, what happened? Um, what we had was uh, Clarkson, Hammond and May are no longer going to be um, doing live studio stuff. Okay. So after like 17 years, they've, um, you know, that's it. It's all done. Well, they're going to be doing... Um, Pre-recorded. Some piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not the live studio stuff? No. Okay. And, so and, and that was as emotional a journey as um, the things that happened in Endgame. I was just about to spoil it then as well. Well, Clarkson, um, he started crying. And he's not really the sort of person who you see cry on TV, is he? No. I'm going to call him a daffodil. Because I've already, <laughs> already used pansy. And I don't want to be deemed a genusist. So he can be a daffodil. A Genesis. Uh, yes. That is, that's definitely a word, isn't it? Well, it might be. I don't know. Shakespeare coined it all, all manner of terms. So, I'm allowed one or two. Have we got a, Have we got some people joining us in the chat this week? We have. We've hey. got uh, quite a few people on. People talking. Uh, we've got Eric Tomlin and uh, Andrew Bimson. I got a message this week. Interesting. Yeah. And it said, um, I won't name the person, just in case I don't want to be named, but yeah. uh, they said, how often are you doing the live streams? Because I really enjoy them. And um, they're a stay-at-home father. And they basically saying, as far as I remember, um, it, it's a nice little way to stay up to date and involved in what's going on. Kudos to you, man. Kudos to you. Yeah. Well, and you, man. Oh, bless you. It was nice. Yeah, was yeah, nice no, love, like love the feedback. Especially when it's occasionally not people I calling a, me a nobbit. A little message. <laughs> yeah. Occasionally I get a message from people in the group saying about how they really enjoy the group. Just not after anything, just a random message saying, oh, yeah, I really enjoy Pedalboards of Doom. That's it. Yeah, so it's nice. If there's anyone in the, uh, in the group chat at the moment want to S our uh, proverbial Ds, then uh, feel free. If they want to do what? 
S the proverbial D. Excuse me, young man. <laughs> um, right, okay. Uh, what have you been up to, man? So, uh, I've... I mean, between between last cast and this cast, I've done very little because we we recorded quite late. Um, but in the Fret Talk podcast group, I uh, I did two of the um, two of the monthly challenges pretty much in one go. Uh, so I did uh, last month's, which was Down Down by Status Quo, uh, right. which is uh, I, I believe it's in like Open G tuning. Which was absolutely great fun. Um, so I, I did that not by tuning the guitar, not by tuning the guitar to G, but by using the Variax. <laughs> Cheating. It was, it was, it really was, but it sounded fantastic for it. Um, I've always done songs that are in different tunings, just in standard tuning and worked around it. Oh, there's, uh, I mean, there's probably not too many ways of doing this in standard tuning because there's a lot of kind of ringing open strings, um, mm. so it wouldn't be it wouldn't be vastly possible. I wouldn't have thought, unless you've got like seven fingers. Um, I've got but eight. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Um, so that that was great fun, but I've also been doing a load of recording with with my uh, with my pal, um, which uh, there's been like awesome moments where we've been just getting like massive big fat recorded tone, and then there's been moments of frustration where we're thinking like, why does this not fit together? And then like completely uh, coincidentally and concurrently, uh, that pedal show released a video this week, which was. Uh, it was titled uh, something like "What to Do with Two Guitars," uh, and it was such a such a massive help. Uh, those two guys going through it, uh, well, and you you've seen that video as well, haven't you? Yeah, and um, you've just reminded me of something I have been up to this week, and I completely forgot about because I've been so busy today. Yeah, I blocked my boiler earlier, so that's, that's where my head's been. Yeah. Um, so, did you see the video Mick did about saddles? I did not know. I saw that he'd, he'd done one about saddles, but I'd, I'd, uh, I'd not caught that one. Okay, during, during that video, he spoke about guys in the industry and himself mainly um, who have been, you know, struggling with depression and stuff like that. Hmm. And a lot of us have been through that. And watching someone of Mick's status go through... Uh, go, like talk about him going through it yeah. really helped really 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 did and um, it just kind of made things a little bit easier so later yeah. on that week I saw him I was uh, we went to see uh, Joe Landruff so I went with Stute uh, oh yeah 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 of course yeah uh, Pete Honore was there um, as was Mick and I've, I've met Mick a few times so I went up uh, we had a chat and I did say to him thanks you know so much about you know for, for talking about that yeah, um, and he said the feedback he's had from so many people has been absolutely immense. Yeah, absolutely immense. He pointed at a bunch of people there, and he said, "That guy said it. That guy said it. That guy said it." Yeah. Everyone's been going up to him and saying, "Well done, Mick. Well done for opening up." Yeah, because I think uh, there's there's a massive stigma um, 
or at least in the past, there has been a massive stigma about uh, mental health issues in general. Um, but it seems to it seems to be going the way of openness and the way of kind of um, reducing that stigma and and becoming more of a norm, which is an absolutely fantastic thing. So, I, I mean, I've I've not actually suffered from uh, from any mental illness issues, but I've known so many people who have, um, and. The, the fact that like a load of them say they feel so isolated and feel so alone and feel the fact that um that there is a stigma around it that they feel like they can't can't be open about it because it's it's not treated as if you'd like uh had a physical injury like a broken leg or a or, or like a burn or something where you could you'd you'd get instant sympathy from from people uh for issues like that uh, the, like a load of the feedback I've got from those those um, those other people is that it's not treated in in the same way. It's treated like oh yeah, you can get over it. Just just cheer yourself up. Do something that will make you feel feel happy and just like, chin up, mate. Chin yeah, up. chin up. That's chin it. Up. That's exactly it, isn't right. it. Oh, <laughs> that sort of bollocks. And yeah, it's it's, um, it's you know it's crap because we we're all human and I think a lot more people go through it than, than they, they let out. Let yeah, on, yeah, so absolutely. Let out. <laughs> we do that as well when we fart, I suppose, but you know, <laughs> they, that, that's not, that's not healthy to do. keep we in either. Cover it with humor. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly that, isn't it? That, I mean, especially us British, uh, British people, we, uh, like as a, as a nation, uh, a, a nation of kind of oppressed, um, emotions no depression, like we, please we're british yeah we, so we we don't talk about our emotions and it's all that stiff upper lip and we we must carry on, keep calm and carry on kind of attitude yeah. but where yeah. whereas it's it's a detriment isn't it it's a detriment it, you know, it, it is <clears throat> i lost my father um over 10 years ago now and i went to have a bit of um counseling about that because it was a really yeah. hard time i was quite young and the, the the stigma when I yeah. spoke to family members and friends about oh yeah, I went to that and they were like oh yeah yeah, yeah. So, dude I just lost my dad yeah yeah oh <laughs> you don't want yeah don't want to tell your employers about that because they'll uh, they'll see that as a a weakness or or, or whatnot and he's like no it shouldn't be it should be you should get exactly the same treatment as if as if you'd uh, fallen over and broken your leg if anything it should be the contra look contrary to that you, you know if you've got the balls to stand up and say yeah I've been to fucking counselling and what of it because I've got the balls to go and talk to someone about my issues and not let it get me down and take over my life yeah and look you know I'm doing great yeah 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 it's it's something that uh the there are things that you can uh that are, that are put in place that you, you can uh help soothe that I'm not saying like you can cure uh, cure depression and you can cure anxieties and whatnot but like um, it's it's something that can make that burden easier um, and as talking talking about it and, and having like a support network with friends and whatnot um, definitely is, it's it's a step in the right direction um, yeah it certainly is so it's, yeah like hats um, off to you Mick hats off to you uh, you know more, more to Mick man Hats off to Mick. He, he, um, mate, the, the guy did really, really well. I think yeah. him talking about that was just outstanding. Yeah. 
Absolutely. You know, and, you know, I'm just riding the waves of that, I suppose, because, you know, it was it was lovely when I turned around and spoke to him about it and he was like, he went in a little bit more in depth into it. He didn't just say, oh, yeah, thank you. And, yeah. You know, and there's people in the chat now and they're talking about it and they're saying, you know, it makes a huge difference. And the fact that we're opening up in the industry... Yeah. It is good because it's always that, you know, that rock man standing on stage playing his Les Paul and these sort of things, you know, and Wellard and all this sort of thing. And it's kind of like, well, you know, we're human. Yeah, and and I've I've read statistics that um that in in the music industry the the suicide rate is absolutely skyrocketing. That's true. Yeah. Um, we got, there's so many people recently over the last couple of years, isn't there? Yeah, huge high profile uh high profile people. But it's it's not only affecting affecting those people as well, it's affecting people at all kind of stages of that. Yeah. Anyway, this is really deep and not our usual fun <laughs> talking about penises and stuff. So Yeah, yeah, yeah very much so. Um important though, very important. And if anyone feels that they want to anyone listening to this or watching this now feels like they want to talk about it. Hit me up and I'll chat with them one to one. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I think, um, like with both of our groups, the um, issue issues like that, if they were brought up, would be um, taken with a very kind of serious, serious note and 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 not uh, ridiculed and and made fun of. Um, and and like you say. I, I myself as well as as you. If if you, anyone wants to talk, I'm I'm always here. Um, but yeah, so um, the 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 dual guitar thing that the the guys did uh, as as their kind of their their big episode this week um, that really helped out uh, with kind of arranging like two guitar parts that me and my friends were recording um, because. There were there were some guitar parts that we've we've had kind of we've been playing live for years, um, and then when you actually get it re- like recorded and you've got that chance to like listen back to it, you find like certain parts clash and certain parts are a bit busy, and and something Mick said actually on the uh, on the uh, the episode uh, about um, not being afraid to just like not play for a while. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, Let the yeah. song talk. Yeah, if if there's bits that don't like, literally don't require the two of you playing, don't feel the need to have to fill it in. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, there's, there's things like that. Enough. There's people who have been saying this sort of thing for years and years and years, and they're like, "Well, duh." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just having the balls to sit back and not play. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's serving the song, isn't it, rather than serving your own ego feeling that you you have to fill all all silences um but it also it it brought me on to thinking about kind of guitars like pairings of guitars that work really well together um and like me and my me and my friends we've we've got we've got quite my my, um, (laughs) yeah no, no, it's it's not because it would if, work if you said if you take me away and my the friends, friends yeah, yeah, or in it, my friend and me, I think would be the would be the the polite way of saying it. But either or, it's we're not the semantic 
uh, <laughs> English cast. Uh, <laughs> so we, we, we were, we've, we've got plenty of guitars to choose from. Um, and we found that a Les Paul and a Telecaster work exceptionally well together. Like they, yeah. like without without much work at all, they sit really well uh, in a mix Do you together. Do me saying about when I tap my um, my Les Paul, it sounds like a telly. <laughs> like that's kind of tapping. <laughs> yeah. But only no, only finger tapping. No, he sounds like sort a telly. Tapping. Coil tapping. Coil tapping. There, okay. Yeah. One day I'll learn the difference. You know. Uh, tapping's the white like breaking it breaking the wines halfway through the wind isn't it whereas splitting is taking one of the coils uh, so one's length I uh, suppose one's like sideways and one's depth <laughs> can you, can, mm, sorry yeah if you like if you're talking about a, a humbucker mm. um, that's got say like 8,000 wines of coil on it you would tap it at four thousand. Yeah, yeah. So a, a tap yeah. would be for, like further into the into the into the the wines rather than the like taking the one coil itself. So like when you tap a uh, a transformer to get a um, an isolated uh, power supply. So you get the transformer, you tap it at certain points, and you can get so many taps off of it to get so many outputs. Sure, um, yeah. I didn't know that, <laughs> but yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's the science behind it. Um, okay. So yeah, I mean we we've been been talking about um, kind of guitar pairings, and I uh, have, having been doing some recordings like really hard the past couple of weekends. Um, I've been listening really intently to uh, to music in general. So like whenever there's any music on uh, that's just on the radio or whatever, I'll I'll be listening out for like those hidden little bits rather than listening to the song as a whole to try and get some ideas well like the doubling up of the chord but like uh five frets up and stuff so you get the different inversions and stuff like that yeah i mean that's that's the kind of stuff that i i, I do generally anyway because I, I i tend to try and spread the spectrum um quite wide by by uh by spreading the chords but like i found in in way more tracks than i thought even were possible uh, there's there's just acoustic guitars kind of sitting back, like really really low in the mix, mm. and just kind of strumming out rhythms. In, well, uh, what's, in, what's funny is I recorded an album probably ten years ago now, yeah, and it was the first proper studio album I did, the only one actually. Yeah, <laughs> all the rest has been like at home sort of thing, um, and the, the people running the uh, studio, you know, he, the guy who owned the studio had built desks for Paul McCartney and these sort of things. You know, he was bitten in the industry. He was actually one of the first people who worked for Vox on the original wire pedal and stuff like that. Oh, nice. So his name was John Oram. Um, yeah, big shout out to John there. Um, but he, um, him and his guys working there were like, oh, do you want to layer some acoustic over that? And I was like, no, why would I want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> All these sort of things. Uh, and now I'm yeah. like, that's pretty standard. If I'd done that, the album would have sounded good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you get like, it's just that kind of almost hidden extra depth and it, it will like, it will bring up like a, a pre-chorus or a chorus without you even realising it's there. 
Yeah, let me let me chuck in some comments here. We've had quite a few comments. Um, I won't mention who they're from, just in case they don't want us to. Um, but saying about the depression thing, which yeah. is it's lovely to see everyone's comments there. Um, Eric Tomlin uh, has said Zappa's music is really awesome to do this with. There's so many layers with the band. Yeah, Frank Zappa's uh, an, an artist that I'm aware of, but haven't really taken the time to to really get to know so that's that's really cool I'll, i will i'll check out some zapper have you got any uh any suggestions eric yeah queen any <laughs> any suggestions for zapper oh sorry for, <laughs> you just, oh, yeah God, yeah no. do you know what the, the best zapper music is queen Zappa. yeah no queen are, <laughs> queen are amazing i mean but the, do, they're do doing the best not, muse song the best muse song queen <laughs> do you know the best uh foo fighters song Queen. Queen. <laughs> no. To be fair, um, you, there are some Muse chat tracks that you could go, you could you could easily go, yeah, that could be a Queen track. Absolutely. And you 2 uh, and loads of stuff. In fact, I, I'm a massive Muse fan. And the second law, the album, was it the last one? No, it was the Don't talk about Fight I don't Club. think it was the, either two or three back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The second law, that was almost like a covers album of like where they'd done their own interpretations of other people's songs. And it, if you listen to it, it's almost like a concept album and it spans time oh, like cool. over a period of time. It's, um, yeah, if you listen to it as a whole, you're like, oh, yeah, I see what they've done there. I've got that on, on my laptop somewhere and I don't, I don't think I've given that really the time. So I should check that out as well. Yeah, I really should listen to... Um, Frank Zappa, you know, Eric's going mad now. He's like, oh, oh, dude, overnight session, uh, uh, sensation, uh, very rockin' orientated. Depends on what you want. Comedy, jazz, classical, country. Caps is so diverse. Zappa, I don't oh, think Zappa I want any comedy, jazz, classical country. Um, Can you imagine all that in one song? I just, uh, yeah, if, if I'm going for classical, jazz, country, I want it to be serious, not, not funny, please. <laughs> Apostrophe, apparently. It's a very uh, rock-heavy album. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll definitely check out that. Cheers. But this is this isn't my opinion. I I I tell you who does really like Frank Zappa. Robert Keeley. He's a big Frank Zappa fan. He's uh, he's quite well known as well. Uh, Robert is, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. I suppose he is. He's been <laughs> been around a while. Yeah, he's a good bloke. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. We're, we're um, talking twenty-five minutes in. Do you want to get on with some uh, some news, or we've got have we got some some can chat? Can I just say that uh, about this Jerry Landruff gig? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's pretty good, man. That um, right. It's not my sort of music, really. I I went because been a bit down. Tickets were cheap. Some mates were going, and I thought, yeah, do you know, what? I'll, I'll I'll rock up. That's it. I really enjoyed it. The and the the boys what, got chops. Obviously, but seeing yeah, him live yeah. is you listen to his songs, you know, you stick it on YouTube, Spotify, or whatever, and you listen to it and you think, Oh, this is a little bit laid back, yeah, I can enjoy it. You see it live and it's like there's there's some passion here, you know, there, there's yeah. the real atmosphere. So um, so what kind of uh, what kind of music is Joey Lendroth? Because I've I've only ever seen him do kind of bluesy guitar licks on um on that pedal show pretty much. Yeah, it's just that. No, no, it's not. Just, uh, yeah, just I would say right. it's. Um, I I don't know 
what genre exactly it would fit into. I would say it's it's very American. Um, yeah. I think is he a Canadian? I think he might be. Um, but anyway, it's, it's very very American. Um, yeah, kind of rootsy it, gospel blues stuff not really no it's just easy listening um nice guitar on it um i would say it's in the vein of uh oh god what's that guitarist everyone hates joe bonamassa no the one that they um that lee anderson and and peter nori love uh mayor yeah yeah i'd like to get him um <laughs> Uh, yeah, he uh, it's it's in that sort of direction. Okay, it's it's um, it's more enjoyable. It's, <laughs> it's wow, middle, it is middle of the road, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's that's not my cup of tea, John Mayer. I can understand why people like it. Yeah, but I'd rather listen to Clapton if I'm going to listen to that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, any day. Uh, just Clapton's yeah, Clapton. Clapton's all right. It was it was definitely better with Cream. Um. But hey ho, um, I uh, I really like Continuum and the trio stuff that John Mayer did, and I find it very difficult to like anything else that he's done. He's gigging with was it Queensrÿche or Kings Crimson or someone like that? He's he's gigging <laughs> with a prog band or someone along those lines at the moment. I, I can't he was he I was uh, he was with the Grateful Dead for a while. That's it. Grateful there Dead. you go. Yeah. Man, Queensrÿche are such a good band. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Another yeah. another suggestion. Um, yeah. one, one of the things about Joe Landreth was the dynamics, man. Oh, my yeah. God. It, you know, he, he he uses the fuzz to such an extent. But he had um, he had a lot of um, really odd pedals. He had a count to five on there. Okay, yeah. So you could get all those, those funny loops. He also had a Fermi. So that the Fermi and the Counter Five are probably the two really weirdest pedals out there, and I've never seen, never seen anyone who's got both. Uh, and you know, he had these really odd, like sort of um, yeah, underlaid over, uh, underlaid under a whole song. Yeah, and it just sounded so good. And bloody hell, can the boys sing? Oh my god. No, that um, night I heard his voice compared to an angel by someone we've already spoken about tonight. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, it, you know, it weren't wrong. Uh, the guy's yeah. got such a great voice. He's, got he's pipes as good on a singer him. as he is a guitar player. Yeah, I need, I need to check him out then because it sounds, it sounds very much like it's up my, uh, up my street. Mm. Yeah, man. It was, it was nice. So, yeah. Right. News? News? News. News. Yeah, let's do some news. Go on. We've got we've got a fair bit this week. News. So, well, I mean, we're starting off with it. It's, it says news, but it's not really news. It's more of like a, a discussion point. Um, so, JHS, the the company that make pedals, not uh, John Hornby Skews, um, did a kind of Behringer pedal shootout uh, a couple of weeks ago on YouTube. Yes, I've just chucked my picture up that was from that. Uh, what's the deal with Behringer? Yeah, so, yeah. Effectively, so, he's gone through and he said, okay, we've got this pedal. This is a clone of this pedal. It does yeah. it well. We've got this pedal. It's a clone of this pedal. It does not do it well. And he's gone yeah. through and kind of listed out 
what yeah the like his his favorite right, ones weren't it um but even the ones that that weren't close he was saying the sound that they're making is not a bad sound it's it's different from the original but it's still it's still very usable and he was he was kind of highlighting some of these things so it's so the i mean the the one that springs to mind uh the the vibrato apparently is supposed to be really good isn't it yeah it may be very tempted to get one because they're like cheap as chips yeah i mean these were the, the first ever guitar pedals that i bought so i ended up buying uh so i bought like this this blue tube it was like tube overdrive or something so it's probably based on like an sd1 or something uh, and then there was like heavy metal or something at the HM100, which I believe was like the metal zone. Um, wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be a um, an HM2? Yeah. No, no, because it has no. It's the ultra metal, sorry. So it was the UM100, and it had it had um, knobs for like the mid frequency and like the um, yeah. The, <gasps> oh, you've just reminded me of something. Go on. Right, keep talking. I'll be back in two secs. Uh, <laughs> see, see you later. Um, so yeah, there were there were some other uh, other other cool pedals. So um, the with the with the JHS stuff, we had the um, I think it was like the vintage tube overdrive, which was uh, based on the the eight hundred eight, which weren't too far off. Um, I think the the tremolo which was compared to the the uh the boss tremolo um which which weren't uh weren't too bad but uh the one the one i see on the the gear exchange uh a load and that people really really seem to love is the the ultra fuzz i believe they call it which is based on the the boss i think it's just the fuzz yeah 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 oops sorry kicking me mic I see. You don't want to do that. So, so what have you? Uh, what have you just gone to get? Right. I'll ask you what this Joyo Uzi is based on. Uh, so it's two knobs, is it? No, 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 no. Oh, you can't see it, can you? No, my eyes. Right, are it's the one high. with volume gain, low, mid, high, and bias. It's called the Uzi. Do you remember when I did the, the live video? Yeah, yeah, I, I do remember that, yeah, yeah. It was the last one. It's got one. a bias as well. Yeah. Which, if you're... The one you said when we were when we were doing... When I was doing the video, the one that you commented on, you said it was, was the Metal Zone. Because okay. we thought the bias was like the Q. Yeah. Of the mid. What's not, not what we're saying? This, apparently, is a clone of a BEOD. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I need to plug it in again and have a good old listen. Yeah. Yeah, so, definitely. With yeah. a name like Uzi, though, it's it's suggesting much heavier, isn't it? Well, now I'm looking at it closer. It is brown. Very, very dark brown. Okay. Then, I suppose the bumhole is a very dark brown as well. <laughs> and that's what the BEOD is, isn't it? Brown eye. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it's winking at me. Oh mate, um, JHS have done a video on the difference. JHS, uh, sorry, Behringer pedals yeah. and what they are clones of. Yeah, mainly versus boss pedals. 
wasn't just boss pedals, though, was it? It was Ibanez's uh, it, and stuff. Yeah, I think like majoritatively it was, um, but there was yeah there was some other things. The, the TS eight hundred eight was in there. Um, mm. The what else was there? The, he did the uh, the vintage. Um, uh, the vintage time machine did he do the um, looking at one of the EHX pedals yes 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 the, was the it memory man deluxe was it yeah yeah it was a deluxe yeah oh do you know what did did Stu Tate send you a picture this week of this really weird old um, electro harmonics original uh, memory man's memory man he <laughs> memories man man's yeah um <laughs> Remember, man. Remember. <laughs> the Remember Boy. Oh, who who makes that? The Remember Boy. <laughs> I'm sure there's a company that makes one of them. Uh, but no, he, he didn't know. He, he sent me many pictures, none of which were um, EHX related. That's your personal life, mate. That's, uh... It is, yeah. <laughs> what we get up to at the weekends, mate. <laughs> it was nice to see Stu this week, actually. It was. It was uh, I haven't seen him for a while. Yeah, he's a good man. Good man. Mm. I do like our Stu. Yeah, well, anyway, this picture he sent was of a, a memory man that he hadn't seen before, and it was just all grey. It didn't have... I don't know if you're familiar with the different early memory mans. Um, yeah. But they, they you have like grey with black and grey with blue, and this was just all grey. And it, okay. had the, it had the boost. It didn't have the modulation on it. Okay. So it had boost, and the other switch said... Well, the other side of the switch just literally said no boost. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> nice. I suppose that works, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so you, right, okay. So that was JHS. What yeah, and it, it it made me kind of gassing for some some uh, some buried pedals because it's very much more wheelhouse uh, whole budget pedal thing. But. Okay. I'm I not going know. to show up any more pictures, guys, because when I showed up that JHS one, it, apparently we dropped out, so I'm just going to leave it with... Let's go back yeah. to us with the comments, because that's nice. Yeah. All right. Okay, so... Uh, so we've got... The next thing we're going is... is uh, This is... You're going to be teaching me about something, isn't it, Lee? Am I? Yes. Yes, you are. Right. You're going to be teaching me modal theory. <laughs> we've spoken about that off camera haven't we <laughs> I was yeah, I no, been it's... going into that actually I've been going into the different modes of the melodic minor um, oh dear yeah, it's a slippery slope mate that's a bit jazzy that but there's some it is, beautiful yeah. tones in there anyway um, right <laughs> so head rush those responsible for the, the uh, head rush. pedalboard pedalboard yeah they said that they were going to renounce something. We speculated about it, and yep. now they have. We were wrong. It. We were wrong. We were <laughs> wrong. So, so I've I've seen some pictures, but I I've read absolutely nothing on it. So, explain it to me as if you were explaining it to a five-year-old child. <laughs> God, is not what we normally do? <laughs> Buttons go woo 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 woo. <laughs> right, my my background on this is very limited all right so okay and hands up i got a lot of the knowledge i know about it from listening to guitar nerds podcast so i'll give the guys a shout out for that because you know fair dues um 
It is a looper pedal. Yep. Which is the size of a small city. <laughs> it is okay. Ridiculously expensive. And the only yeah. thing that I can think that comes close to this would be the um, the Electro Harmonics, was it Looper 9000 or something they called it? Having a clue, mate. Having a clue. So it's it, so it's got nothing to do with the the Headrush pedal board with the amp sims and the cab sims and the what? Well, it's it has just a, some of that built into it. Okay. But the the Headrush pedal board has... Um, has a really, really good looper built into that as well. Um, let me just have a uh, look okay. at the Electro okay. Harmonics looper. I'm going to have to this. put a timestamp here to make sure that I can get rid of all of that. Yeah, sorry. It's EX, EX, EHX uh, yeah. 95,000 Performance Loop Laboratory. <laughs> laboratory. Um, how much is that? That's ridiculously expensive, isn't it? It is. Right, that's £509. Okay. £509. How much is this uh, This uh, Headrush thing? I think thing? it's about 800 quid. Let me have a look. Um, okay. Headrush Looper. Okay, so... £769 so, um, um, from 10 shops. So, what... So, I'm, I'm finding it difficult to... To um to grasp where this is kind of sitting within the market and 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 why why we necessarily need this. Well, that's a good question. Let me do like all the best. Um, oh, is there even a? No, there's not even a. a blog on it or anything along those lines. I thought there'd be some info. I was just going to read it off. There are videos okay. on it. Yeah, uh, it's, <laughs> it's a looper, as we discussed. Um, yeah. It's big. Very, 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 very big. Um, it's the size of a medium-sized pedal board. Okay. Uh, this, and what what functionality does it have that's, that puts it above other loopers? If you want to speed up or slow down your um, your loop. loop, you can. And that's Doesn't really the, handy. The Ditto X4 do that. I don't think so. It may have. have. I never. Yeah, it's one. got like a half speed and a double speed button, I think. Right. Okay. So that that's pretty linear, isn't it? You have got three speeds: half, mm. double, normal. This yeah. you can speed up and slow down. Let's assume indefinitely. Sounds okay. like chipmunks. I don't know. Uh, you've got <laughs> control over the different tracks. Um, so you, I'm just looking at the picture here, and you've got the waveforms. A bit like when you record on a, a door. You've got all the waveforms okay, yeah. there, <clears throat> so you can go in and do it. All the different um, buttons on there. You've got 12 different foot switches, not including the extra knobs and these sort of things. So 12 different foot switches, and they all light up differently, a bit like the Helix. And they all allocate themselves by looks of things to the different waveforms, to the different oh, loops. Okay. So there's a lot Okay, so of it's almost like a track it. selection. Yeah. I would love to hear a decent guy who or, or girl who's doing looping um, using one of these. That yeah, would be get, outstanding. Um, Katie Tunstall on it. Oh, do you know what? Our comments on here have <laughs> suddenly become... Um, Angry Mob. 
How dare you? No, the head rush looper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I came away from it. Yeah. Um, so so that that's very, very interesting. I'm, yeah. I'm very interested in that, but I wouldn't ever use it. I've not got a use for it. I don't think it's aimed at us, to be honest, man. No, I mean, I've got, the, I've got a number of little kind of mini ditto style pedals. I've got a mini ditto and I've got another kind of copy of that. And they very much do me for what I ever need it for. Do they really? Do yeah. Uh, so, I I mean, having multiple options for uh, for looping, but like like I say, for for people such such as uh, Katie Tunstall, um, who and, and like Ed Sheeran as well, who make pretty much their their music using looping. Um, they're they're much more the market than than us. I saw Katie Tunstall. Did you? Mm. I imagine she's really good. She was. Yeah, she was she was really good. Do you know what it was? It was um it was this boss thing that um Matt Knight put on. Oh yeah, uh, about a year, year and a half ago, something like that. Something along those lines. Yeah, it was um at House of Vans over in London. Yeah. That was really good. And um Mick and Dan did uh their own bit there as well. That was it was an excellent day. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, saw saw a beer there as well. That was cool. Sure, you saw many beers there. <laughs> um, minus the beer would be the ideal for that band. What? A what? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, Eric. I... You completely lost me there. Uh, Probably being really thick. Um, so, okay. Uh, fra- fractal. Do you want to do you want to move on to the or were we? God, this was out of the blue, wasn't it? I yeah, really yeah, very much so. This. So, so this is uh, Fractal FM three. So, from what I from what I understand of it, it's basically their take on like the floorboard versions of um, like the big modeling units. So, like the the Helix, like the um, like the GT one thousand. Like the head rush, so it's it's their take on that. But it's well, they've got it's they've quite, got a floor unit. I thought they were just floor controllers for the um for oh, the for the rack. I didn't think they were. I thought the AX8 was. Um, is that just a controller? I, th- I thought it was uh, its its own internal unit. Like it's okay, full unit. I, I could be wrong. It's, uh, it's so far out of my price bracket. But yeah, I, I mean, haven't really paid that much attention to it. I'll, I'll put my hands up now and say that um, Axe Effects stuff is is stuff that kind of happened before my uh, before my time into looking into modelling stuff. But I, I suppose the fact that I, I'm I'm not that well versed on it means that it's it's not really being talked about all that much anymore. Um, so the the FM3 is it's almost like from what I could get almost like the size of the the HX Stomp. Um, apparently it uses all of the same kind of uh, technology, the three uh, core DSP, um, same engine as the as in the Axe FX3. So quite a powerful unit. Um, it's saying 265 uh, plus models, uh, 2,200 speaker cab uh, impulse responses as well. Um, so that's it's suggesting that it's quite a quite a powerful unit. Yeah. Like. 
from what I what I remember because I, I I only had a brief uh, a brief look at it. Um, there's three foot controls on it, so three stomp switches. Yeah, which is just like the HX stomp, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and just off the top of your head, how much is a HX stomp? £450 approximately. Yeah, something along those lines. So around the kind of four four fifty ish mark. Um, these are uh, 1399 uh, US dollars or 999 US dollars um, direct from the manufacturer. Well, it's only direct from the manufacturer. So if you want to try it, you can't. It's... In some ways, it's bollocks. In other ways, it's genius because the only people you who are really going to be using these are going to be professionals, and then that gives it the sort of um, allure. And, uh, yeah, yeah. But you think about the amount of people who uh, have got Helix, who've got uh, Kemper, who've got um, Headrush uh, units, and they're all scoundrels. They all need to like come back to the analog world. <laughs> Let's put that bias aside, Mr. Lee. <laughs> um, but you, like you think, think about this, the types of people who've got that. It's it's not just uh, the professionals who who uh, who get those. Like I've known students who have gone for the um, our, our very own Ollie Miles of uh, of the podcast. He had a Kemper for a while because it was a a nice all in one simple solution to take to like uh recording sessions and to to do practices and I know people it was all encompassing campers. I just don't talk to them anymore. <laughs> it's one way of dealing with friends. Friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I I toyed with the idea of um of selling my soul and going down a route of camper and I'm glad to say that I didn't. I yeah. I will try some digital stuff, some of the new digital stuff at some point. I have played Kempers. I have played yeah. Helixes briefly. Um, I don't think I'd be as dirty as to play a Variax, but <laughs> it's a dig. <laughs> but um, for the listeners, Budget Pedal Chap does have a middle finger. <laughs> I've got two, but I'm holding a microphone, so you can only, you can only have the one today. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't really. I thought the Kemper sounded good. Yeah, but I've had a lot of people say that you just don't hear it in a live mix. I don't know why, because it's still going to be the same song, uh, same sound, isn't it? I've heard it's something to do with the way the frequencies come out, and then when they come, when they yeah, like the back, it's a, missing the added harmonic. Yeah, yeah. Um, whether that's true or not. Because it was an amateur who told me that, and it could be yeah. he's just defending his craft, or he could be, <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, yeah, going, oh, you don't want to buy one of them, you want to buy a real lamp. Mm, just like mine. Nice look well. look at these. Yeah, um, yeah. so with Axe Effects, they've always been that kind of like level up, haven't they? Um, I mean, they haven't been as ubiquitous uh, as some of the others, and that's partly due to their kind of um like you say their elevated status um but unobtainium isn't it <laughs> yeah it's made with yeah the unobtainium dsb cores yeah um, <laughs> gives you that real real quality vintage uh, tone 
a lot of people are going down the DSP route, though, aren't they? Um, you know, Keeley, as we mentioned earlier, Wompton yeah, yeah. now, they're putting their, their, their toes in it. With the, yeah, with the Terraform, yeah. yeah. Whenever that original eventually comes out. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Brian's been talking about it for for years on the, the podcast as well. Yeah. How, uh, how stuff like that's going to um, potentially be the future of pedals. And, and I mean, like Strymon have, have pretty much made their made their career on on that kind of that area of the market well they were all line six guys weren't they so you know it's worth their bread and butter yeah i mean but they so before they did the uh before they did the strum and stuff they did damage control which mm-hmm. was and mostly analog stuff um uh, mostly tr- tube driven stuff as well actually my friend's got a um an uh, a damage control liquid blues uh, pedal, um, and it's absolutely fantastic. I'm Sounds hoping amazing. In the next, say next couple of months, I'm hoping that I've got my hands on some pedals, which are mainly valve based or tube for American listeners, um, and they're full power. They're not just like a nine volt running into a tube for the looks. They're full power um, valve pedals, and they are amazing. And we may well be um, working out a deal to sell them on the pedal boards of Doom Shop. Plug. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, so yeah, they look fantastic. I've been really, really keen to get my hands on them for a long time. So yeah. Yeah. That that looks really sexy. Proper sexy. fantastic stuff. Uh, uh, so. Uh, I mean, what what are you thinking uh, about the the Fractal FM three in in terms of like where do you where do you see that this sits within the on within the whichever the guitarist moment? is playing with Ozzy Osbourne at the time? You know, it's it's those sort of guitarists that are going to have it. it. It's not going to be. You've got a lot of guitarists that have used Axe Effects for ages. They're going to use it on their their travel boards and go along like that, like everyone's using the HX Stomp. Yeah. That, that's what you it's think for. it's yeah you don't think it's it's mass uh, mass market no, and it's it's all just the the kind of the the professional uh, elite market not at that price no 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 not when you've got the option of hx stomp and these sort of things and um our friends at head rush who we were talking about earlier they do a, a small version don't they what's that called the gig board or something mm, yeah i vaguely remember it yeah but it's 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 uh, it's it's more like the uh, the Helix LT that is, isn't it, rather than the the Stomp. I just remember something else I did this week. <laughs> Go on. I had a shave. Oh yeah, it's a chin. <laughs> yeah. I believe somewhere somewhere underneath this, I've got a chin. <laughs> um, but a good chin. I shan't be finding that out. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. So. Uh, last last bit in fact we've got two bits of news we'll go for uh, Gibson right Gibson. okay so, let's see if this uh, dare I dare I do it I don't know dare you uh, no I'm not going to because it no. up when we went to the thing before yes there is a countdown so Gibson. on the Gibson website counting down to tomorrow so by the time uh, okay. listeners yeah, yeah, this, just say 29th it'll, be, yeah. it'll be announced um, but there is an announcement to make. What do you think it is? And I ask you that because I don't really know what to say and I knew you were going to ask me. 
The, so I, I imagine it's uh, it's releasing the the new lines, isn't it? Yeah, but what's um, going to be in it? Um, I mean, what what I think is going to be in it, and what I'd hope is in it. Um, I would expect um, some more um, some more kind of 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 the lower end. So like the. Uh, the 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 junior the double cut junior maybe the sg junior uh because there's there's been a big resurgence in those kind of uh those kind of guitars and i'm hoping because the last uh the last iteration of those um they looked a bit strange because they had like a weird scratch plate on and i could take or leave that but the the colors on them were really kind of muted and and sedate uh and i think if you're going for if you're going for one of those kind of bare bones um, kind of blues and rock machines, you want something that's a little bit more kind of vibrant and something that's going to stand out. So some solid colours, uh, maybe back to the like uh, TV yellow, uh, white, black, maybe like a maybe like a flat red. Even some pastel colours as well would be uh, would be really good. I think um because I think that's um that's what the the public are, are, are looking like the the trend is um I'm hoping that we go back to some uh back to some kind of traditional specs with the uh with the les pauls with with perhaps um less chambering options um maybe like a chambered and a non-chambered more of a traditional spec where it is actually traditional um i I actually like the the fact that they've got the high performance they've had the high performance for the past couple of years and i i'd, I'd hope that they don't remove that um in in um in response to the gibson purists shouting about wanting Gibsons to be great, and Gibsons to be traditional, and Gibsons to be make Gibson great again, man. <laughs> exactly that. Um, kiss Donald Trump's feet at the same time. <laughs> uh, so, so I'd, I'd hope that they don't don't get rid of the high performance stuff. This, um, this is what they are. This, what's it? It's a knob. <laughs> Wee. I, um, you know things have got to move forward I, I like the stuff from Gibson I love to have the option to have like a 54 52 whatever um, yeah Gibson 58 really isn't it that's where you want to be um, yeah I was thinking about fenders for a second but the um, I like things to move on as well Yeah, I would love one of those robot Gibsons yeah, I, I I don't understand the hate behind them. The fact that there was so much... I think the, the, the kickback behind it was the fact that they, it was almost forced upon uh, upon everyone because it was on all of the models uh, no, at no, some before point. Before that, about, I don't know, about five years before that, they had a blue robot one. It was like your, um, your Variax, but it actually changed the tuning. So you'd change the knob on yes, it to yeah. different things and it would tune uh, it. Yeah, in. and it had to physically tune it down, yeah, yeah. And the idea of going through from one open tuning to an open tuning that's a couple of steps up or down, and just the the, the polyphonic would really appeal to me. Yeah. I thought you could get some great effects out of that. 
bit of delay. Yeah, yeah, using yeah using that as a as Slide. an effect itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then you can start fretting it up the top with like, or hold the harmonics on like I don't know seventh fret or something or ninth yeah. fret where you get the really high pitched ones. Oh my god, that would have been sexy. Yeah, that. yeah. Um, but then they they took it a bit too far, didn't they? And they had the uh, like the Firebird X or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, they, they overdid it. As an option, yeah. it's a great idea to have it in the lineup as an op- option. Man, you keep moving. I have to keep readjusting this window. <laughs> Stay still. <laughs> Fall off the edge of the world. That's it. Um, yeah, sorry, I was just, I've just started leaning back because I am um, I'm now in my thirties and I can't I can't sit on the edge of a seat for How old are you? for long periods of time. Uh, good question. Thirty-two. I'm older 30. than you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, the other thing it could be is you know they've released this really expensive range of um, like PRS lookalikes. Uh, oh yeah, the uh, the um, the modern double cut, which were sexy. Then they released the Epiphone versions, and they recently came out, and they look great. They really do. They really, yeah. really, really look. You know, can you imagine starting playing guitar now and having that as an option for under five hundred quid or whatever it is? I was having a chat with this uh, this this uh, topic with my with my buddy today uh, about how good beginning guitarists have got it these days. You got so many options, so much choice, and like if if you were spending hundred pounds on a guitar when I started playing guitar, it would be a shit guitar. Yeah, like you'd have what you'd have you a have? stag. Oh, stag. Uh, I, I started off. I forgot about that. Yeah, like it was either a stag or an encore at that kind of price, and encore. and they were shit. They were they were really bad. Do you know what was and still is a really good option is the um, the Yamahas, the Pacificas. Yeah, the Pacificas are absolutely brilliant. Great I started off on a, a on an Affinity Strat, and the the Affinity that I had was the one with the CBS headstock. Fortunately, those ones at that time seemed to be like they come out of the factory set up really well. Uh, they held their tune really well, um, so I got off to a really good start. Yeah, uh, so much so that I've still got that guitar. Uh, it still plays and sounds great. The, um, the the encore was a piece of shit, and it didn't help yeah. that as soon as I got it, I thought, right, let's put massive strings on this. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's not going to help. Um, but like the 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 stags and the encores of those days were shit. Oh, Whereas BC I've, Rich I've played commented as well. The the crap BC Riches. <laughs> yeah, like the bronze series or something, was it? Yeah. Um, and and you were guaranteed that if you paid like if if it, it was under like pretty much the two hundred mark, you could get like from like one fifty to to one eighty, you could pick up maybe like a Pacifica or uh, or a Squire. But if you went below that, it would definitely definitely be a shit guitar. Whereas yeah. today, like today, if you pick up a, a Stag for like ninety odd quid or whatever, it's probably going to be decent. It's going to be playable. It's not going to be the greatest thing you've ever played, but it will be playable. Yeah. Um, there's there's options of like uh, Chinese companies that uh, like import via eBay. Um, there was that weird green SG that I've picked up, um, which is from a company called Quincy. 
uh, and after like a quick, uh, like straight straight out of the box, apart from the strings being a bit like a bit grubby, it was fine. And after a bit of a clean up, a, a tiny little bit of an adjustment on the um, on the action, it was it was perfect. It was fine. The, the comments uh, are going mad, you know, with people talking about their worst guitars. Yeah, a, 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 <laughs> about their shit guitars. Go on, let's uh, let's hear some some examples of some some uh, horror stories because it's really interesting to hear. BC Rich and a Gorilla Ramp. <laughs> I don't know what a Gorilla Ramp. I I had I think it was an Encore Ramp, and it just had um, level. Uh, I don't even think it had an EQ on it. I think it had tone, and then it had uh, gain. And the yeah, so there was the the worst ever practice amp that I saw was something called the BB Blaster. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw them. Yeah, they're, they're, almost, uh, they're like a grill on them, weren't they? Is uh, I can't remember what they, I remember. It was like a tiny little. I think it was maybe even like a six inch speaker, maybe an eight inch if it was a push. Um, but it was the the controls on it made absolutely no sense. There was beef, tweak, <laughs> and enjoy, salt and pepper chips, and he's like. Like what? Wait, like what? What do I do with this? Like, okay, we've got. Uh, I'll, I'll go through some more. Um, Washburn. Uh, oh, everything's moved. Okay. Okay. Washburn. Washburn the, Mad Dog Distortion. Oh, oh okay. that, that was an effects pedal they had. Uh, yeah. Tanglewood Lone Wolf P bass copy. Nice. Um, Andrew's trying to forget Encore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it still wakes up in cold sweats about it. No, no, don't, please, no. Apparently, you could get some of these guitars in in Walmart, which is ASDA to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like a shopping centre guitar. I um, think I remember very similar for us. It'd be like uh, like Argos guitars. Yeah. Because they they sold like they sold the the really cheap shitty Squires, uh, but they also sold the Encores as well and the Stags. I got given to me uh, a, an SG but it wasn't a Gibson SG or an Epiphone SG it was a 1980s SG that someone had bought had it set up said oh this is lovely why don't you have it Lee because they didn't use it very much and Sue's a good girl she really is a lovely woman and she's, she, she was so sweet she said um, that Lee I was going to leave this to you when I passed on but I'd rather have you have it so you can play it yeah, so you, so I can, so you can you. enjoy it. Yeah, really, really sweet. It's an Avon guitar. You know, like, ding dong. Nice. Avon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still going strong, aren't they? I wonder I wonder what's uh, what's the name in their guitar department. It's literally said Avon. It now says Gibson on it because I had to take the Avon thing off of it. I couldn't, I just couldn't rock that, so I took the Avon rock, off of it. Rock the Avon, yeah, yeah. No, I've, got, I've got this uh, through the Avon catalogue, mate, yeah, <laughs> Woman came around, did a little party. I asked for the guitar sound, bish bash bosh. Got an SG. I took the um, the pickups out of this because uh, this had fallen to pieces. You, you can see I took them out of this. Yeah, the shine. Is that your shine? That's my shine, yeah. And in that, I had, believe it or not, the Steve Vai Evolution pickups. <laughs> nice. Uh, up until uh, last year, I had a, a set of Evos in my, my Ibanez RG. Um, I've I've never replaced them with P90s because I'm that guy. They are so so hot, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. But the thing that surprised me about them, they they still sounded quite classic. 
there, there was none of that because I, I had the super distortion and that had like a real kind of focused mid honk. Um, whereas the um, the Evos were they were uh, quite bassy, but still had kind of almost like a PAF characteristic to it. Uh, really open and responsive. At the time, I was playing it through uh, a transistor amp, so it was just. It oh yeah, yeah, saying look, absolute pants, yeah. mate. I'm tempted absolute to pants. put them back in now. I'm really tempted to put that shine back together and block off the um, block the wiggle stick. Block the fluid rows going one way, so it so it just works like a normal trim. Yeah, yeah. Pop a tremel now on it. Oh what? A tremel no. No, I'll put a bit of wood onto the uh, onto the block. So yeah, it's better to do that. Yeah. Easy. Um, I think we're probably um, probably coming up to time. Let's just finish up our our chat about about old Gib- Gibbo. So we've said what we what we think or uh, what we'd hope would happen. Um, how about like kind of wildest dreams? What would you what would you have um, Gibson do if if you were kind of controlling the controlling the company? I would. I would like to see the uh, the juniors, the SG juniors, um, yeah, probably in an Epiphone range for a yes, yeah, bringing quid. them back. Yeah, they are so powerful. This just oh, they sound so sexy as well. And that was the thing when I saw Joe Landro this week. He was playing P nineties, and I, it, you know, like a gold top Les Paul, but it's not a Gibson. And I just I wanted. He plays Collins, doesn't he? No, no, uh, it wasn't a Collins. It was I've seen a video of him talking about who made it. it was like a mate of his made it. Someone who oh, okay, lived yeah. local was a Lufia. Is it Lufia or Luther? Um, it's Lufia, isn't it? Yeah, it's Lufia. Lufia, yeah. Lufia. Lufia's that guy off the TV. He is. He is. <laughs> He's not as good at making guitars and repairing guitars I've never watched it apparently he's good at making problems well yeah he's good at punching people I think is the is the thing he's a bit of a badass there's been a few more things on here about Squire Tellies and um, a Selma Treble I don't know what that is um, yeah and Ibanez guitars um, so yeah there's a lot, lot of them, like, I think we all played when we were younger. The old RG yeah, yeah, 50s yeah. and that sort of thing. I've, yeah, like I say, I've still got my uh, RG 350DX, I think it is. I think it might be a three, 350 or 370. One had a scratch plate, the other one didn't, and I can't remember which one mine is. You know, the other thing Gibson could be doing is... Go on. I've heard a lot of people say, I've heard it said on that pedal show I've heard it uh, said on Guitar Nerds I've said it myself um, in conversation with people you know let Epiphone be their own brand a bit like they've done with this different headstock on those uh, PRS looking guitars and let Epiphone bask in their own history a bit like Gibson does yeah yeah and let Gibson have a cheaper range of Gibsons yeah, because it's the name and a headstock that a lot of people offer the cheaper guitars, me included. Yeah, yeah, but does that then devalue the 
the Gibson brand name then? Because they are such a heritage. No, everyone uh, else Apart from Fender with Squire, but they have the Mexican range. But PRS do it. Um, you know, yeah, but the it's it's the it's it. the PRS SE range, isn't it? It's the SE is the the big focal point. It it doesn't look the same as the PRS. It, it up until very recently, it had it had SE stamped on the headstock rather than the um, the cursive logo of and PRS. Changed that in a massive way, so it's still there, but you've got uh, it very very small. Whereas before, it was like it said SE quite large. Yeah, yeah, SE was the the focal point, wasn't it? And now I would buy an SE. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm a bit of a yeah, tanker, aren't I? God, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it does seem that way. <laughs> yeah. uh, if I was if I was in charge of Gibson, um, what would I do? Where Levi's? Um, I don't think. Pardon? Where Levi's? Well, yeah, obviously I'd be wearing Levi's and um, <laughs> perhaps driving a driving a, a sports car of some description. Um, I'm only referring to the CEO. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, JC, isn't he? JC, yeah. I've got to adjust your bloody window again. Slouch. I wouldn't bother, mate. We, we're going to be wrapping it up soon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'd like uh, some more... Um, more choice in the the um, the other um, ends of Gibson, so like the uh, the Explorers, the Flying Vs, uh, the SGs to a to a certain degree as well, because uh, there's loads of focus put on the Les Paul. Um, but I I think the the choices for some of those other other, other body shapes can be a bit boring, and it doesn't seem like they've um, they've they've done a lot of innovation in in that area. For the moment, they need um, to do what's going to sell. They need to concentrate on things like Les Paul and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's what will most likely happen. But if I, if I had the um, if I had the reins, I'd probably have like uh, one of each, where I'd have like uh, a flying V standard and like a flying V custom with with the binding and the uh, the fancy accoutrements and and whatnot. And and same with some of the others to make the those lines a little bit more interesting rather than just having like one or maybe two of those. Um, there was there was another thing I, I was gonna gonna mention but I've completely forgotten so I'm gonna leave it there. <laughs> um, I think that's just for the <laughs> yeah. it's completely slips your mind. Yep, it doesn't matter. These things happen. Oh, so I think just, uh, that's where we're frozen. we're gonna uh, we're gonna end it for this week. I know we've got another couple of uh, another couple of topics, but um, we're we're well over the hour mark now. So um, yeah, so if it, I mean you're you're in the uh, pedal boards of doom um, group now. If you're if you're watching live, um, if if not, if you're listening back um, on the the cast recording, uh, go go get yourself in the pedal boards of uh, Pedalboards of Doom um, podcast group uh, group, sorry. And if you want to go to our Fret Talk podcast group as well, you can find us uh, find us online. We it's all in the show notes anyway. Um, Lee, do you want to do some plugs this week? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, um, well, go ahead. So if you're going to do it for me, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Lee is at uh, sexy Lee underscore man whore, uh, <laughs> Twitter. 
Right. Um, Did I get that right? Yes. Yeah. So we've got our YouTube channel. And most importantly for me at the moment is we've got our shop. Go on there. Have a look and see what we've got. And give me feedback, guys. If there's anything on yep. there that you want that we don't have, I'm going to go and speak to some companies. Any suggestions? Budget pedal chap? Um, uh, hello, Silas Stuff. Um, that's approaching, approaching them, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's stuff. Uh, I've, I've played a, a few of his pedals. Um, and not only that, I've, I know quite a few people who've, um, who've got some. Ask Stuart uh, of Tate Effects has uh, just uh, just recently, or not not recently, maybe like uh, a month or so back, had got. Um, I believe he got the Range Master from he's, them, and he's. I only uh, just got another one from them as well. I think it might have. Oh, has this he? Week. Yeah. Excellent. I want that. So range there you go. Master. I mean, I haven't got one, and I've wanted one for a while. Well, there you go. Uh, hello, Sailor Joe. Have a have a chat with him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, cool. I'd, I'd also be suggesting Tate Effects, but you've already got got him on there. <laughs> yeah, if you want to buy some Tate Effects stuff, don't go to Tate Effects. Go to me. <laughs> he's gonna love <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fact that he's getting a plug for free is uh, it's, it's all right, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that you uh, that you sell on the um, sell on the pedal boards uh, shop is absolutely. Um, stuff that I can attest to being absolutely brilliant quality. Yeah, we've um, got 4P on there. We've got Tate Effects. We've got um, Jupiter Effects. Um, we've got Magnetic. Uh, um, got Bigfoot. Bigfoot Engineering, not the other one. Um, God, there's loads on there. Oh, uh, got even got Hot Tone. Oh right, cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. got Hot Tone. Hot Tone. Hot you mean no hot, hot one uh, hot officially tone. it is hot tone i'm telling you it's hot tone because i've been told by the people no, th- <laughs> yeah i mean they can say it all they like they need two t's if they want me to pronounce it like that yeah who is who does that as well was it boss did something hot, like hot that tone. yeah the next tone <laughs> next one andrew said you can sell my cheap home builds that's interesting i want to know more about that <laughs> there you go so, yes, call us, Andy. Call us. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Build us a home. Um, so that's it. Um, yeah. From myself, obviously, uh, facebook.com slash budget pedal shop, instagram.com slash budget pedal shop. If you have not checked me out on YouTube, go there, like, comment, or subscribe. Subscribe to the channel is the important thing because I'm so close to becoming. Uh, youtube.com slash budget pedal chap it is, it is I can taste it but I just need a couple more subscriptions so if you have not already make sure you're popping over there and checking uh, checking that out can um, I just on my that? YouTube channel um, for the pedal boards of doom Facebook uh, YouTube page go over subscribe to that too please indeed you've got more subscribers than me stop your stop your shilling while I'm doing my shilling you. <laughs> you have got a shitload more than me um yeah, I mean, my content there's there's uh, there's there's quite uh, quite a variety on there. That, I mean, there's pedal uh, pedal demos of stuff like the Hello Sailor stuff, the JSA stuff, the um, the Tate Effects. I mean, I've got like various budget pedal stuff as well that you'd expect. Uh, but on there also uh, a couple of little guitar lessons. So if you want to learn some nice little quick easy um, licks that will make you sound a little bit more badass. 
Um, if you like the, uh, the the Fret Talk podcast intro music, um, it was written and recorded by myself, and I teach you all of the fancy little bits on that as well. Uh, Lee, you're a particular fan. I know. I know this. <laughs> no, it's, it's good, man. It's, I'm, it, 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 honestly, all honestly, it has grown on me. It, yeah, it's it is it's like uh, malignant melanoma. It'll <laughs> um, get in there. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much us for this week. Thank you so much to the to the people in the chat this week. You've been absolutely amazing. You've been uh, you've been like uh, the the map coin of this podcast. Uh, so thank you to you guys. Uh, like virtual high five there for each and every one of you. You best be slapping your screens right there. I'm trying to high-five yeah, you, but it ain't working. There you go. There we go. Um, and for the listeners as well, the, those people who, who weren't able to catch us on the uh, on the livecast and who were li- listening back, just kudos to you guys as well. And thank you for getting so far. Um, so, from my... Indeed. From myself, the Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. That's this guy. From Lee... Pedabadadum. <laughs> It will be a goodbye and good night for this week. Tatty bye. Bye bye. Still gonna wave. Wave after wave, wave after wave, slowly drifting.